got to think about this. When people are handling your money for digital marketing, I'm not going to say all of them, but 90% of you, percent of them are trusting you with their family, their lives, their kids' education, their, 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 their dreams are in your hands. And I take that serious and I explain it to my staff. And most people don't do that. Like, it's a serious business when you're taking someone's money to make sure. So we have a customer service approach first. The 10% that don't care, and I say this to them all the time, if you don't care, why should we care? It's your business. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SyncSpider. Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast interview. Uh, today I have Lance here from OneCEO.com, a great digital agency specialized in SEO, in PPC campaigns, website design, social media marketing, everything that is somehow uh, digital marketing for websites, web shops, Google virtual tours. They even do white label, 150 employees. Lance, glad to have you here. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate being here. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to it tremendously. And you know, I, I listen to your podcast and it's great. Oh, thank you very much. What an honor. <laughs> Big agency naming us a great podcast. This is great. Thank you so much. Um, Lance, did, tell us a bit more about, about the agency. Tell us a bit more about what you're doing exactly. How can you help store owners? Well, we're a full digital marketing agency. And, yeah. you know, most store owners think they can't compete with the Amazons, right? I can't compete with the Amazon. I can't compete with Walmart. And they don't think about local inventory ads and other things that can make people come directly to them locally, right? Yeah. If little Johnny wants his bike today, they want to see if they have a bike in today. Well, if you can do a local ad and show them that your bike's in today and you're inside of a few miles. You can go pick up Johnny's little bike or something else you might need. So there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat, especially for local stores. Um, I think that's the easier point. I think to build a brand new e-commerce store from scratch today, I'm not saying Amazon, a true e-commerce and think you're going to go compete on Google um, directly and have a small budget, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, how how can you get someone feel personally invested in a brand? How do you solve that? Well, I mean, people are brand loyal. And that's what people don't like. If you see somebody wearing Gucci, they're going to pretty much wear Gucci. You know, I'm a big mm -hmm. Cartier person. I love Car my, my pen's Cartier. My sunglasses are always Cartier. Um, so, you know, people are brand loyal, right? Once you fall in love with a brand. But you got to give them an experience to fall in love with that brand. You got to make it frictionless when they're coming to buy your brand. And then you have to build brand loyalty. And you do that with email marketing, with cool social media stuff. You always don't have to give someone something for free. You got to make them feel a part of something, right? I mean, and people are probably, you saw me, I sound proud to wear Cartier. I love Cartier. I mean, literally, my pen's a Cartier pen. And it's not because I want to be arrogant or cool. It's I love Cartier products now. 
and I'm going to pretty <laughs> much wear those things. So I think a lot of people get lost, especially the smaller people in e-commerce. Like with cookies, you can make people cool and do cookie surveys. Do you like it? Do you not? What's your favorite cookie? Get people interactive with your brand and get different questions going. And the majority of e-commerces represent multiple brands. So have a brand off and some cool things and get people interacting with your brand and what you're selling. That's cool. Um, I know in digital marketing, you have, because you mentioned it, cookies. Yeah, um, you, you, you need to set a lot of cookies, marketing cookies, retargeting cookies and what else. You name it. Here in Austria, we have a very strong, uh, or in Europe, a very strong cookie law, uh, e-privacy law, GDPR, DPA, what else. Um, what is in the U.S.? What, what do you have? Can you set those cookies? No, well, it's got a lot more difficult. But you can. Yeah. And retargeting ads are still available yeah. um, as long as somebody comes to your site, right? So there's a lot of things that you can still do. Um, are they cracking down on some things? Yeah. I mean, um, do I think it's going overboard? I do. I mean, you know, I think Europe, um, no offense, it's a joke, right? It, it, the problem is this is there is no privacy, as you know. You're in my space. Yeah. So Like your phone's track. Like people are like, oh man, they want you to have these vaccine cards because they want to be able to track you. If you have a phone, you're tracked. Like that's simple, right? So yeah. uh, I don't need that for that. Um, you know, but I think people are more upset with what they're doing with the data, selling it to second and third and fourth other companies. And they're using you piling that data to then sell you things and do things. So um, do I think that, that privacy laws are going to get worse? I do. I think you're going to, um, I think a company like Apple that has the benefit of controlling a lot of things, I think they could just wind up shutting everything off and saying, if you have a browser on our um, devices or any apps that are on our devices, we're not giving you any of the data. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that now, gives Apple for privacy, it's good. Uh, yeah. For privacy, it's good. But uh, for marketing, it's getting harder. But um, you need to get better in, in, in search engine optimization or something like that to, um, to, to get found when you have not so many possibilities to um, purchase data. Yeah, I mean, it's, you don't even have to, like, I try and tell people, like, similar audiences that you can do with this data and all this other stuff. It's the tails in the tape is going to be what's performing is going to be in your Google Analytics, right? Or whatever reporting you might be using, another reporting tool, but You know, that data is really going to be in data studios and take a look and say, okay, this is what's going well for me. This is what it is. And then you reverse engineer it. Everybody always starts 30,000 feet instead of saying, let me go down here and look at the actual data and see what the data is doing. What's my bounce rate? How many pages are people going to? What's the demographics that people are coming to? What area are they coming from? All these things that are just so simple to start there and reverse engineer. And guys, um Just to see a bit of the background here from Lance, um, he, he's a digital monster. So um, he, he was one of the first principal employees uh, at Yellow Pages. And uh, as far as I understood, you grew the AT&T division from zero to 150 million uh, enterprise. So, yeah. um, yeah, wow, that's, that's amazing. What was it like being the first professional in this area for such a large organization? Well, I mean, I... For me, it was a great experience. Bell South and AT, Bell South and SPC were, this was their first actual joint venture before they merged. So they told us very honestly, it was a pilot. There was about 60 people um, total in the organization. Um, not, not even that, it was actually 20 some. 
at the time when I got hired. And I went to the outside division called the premise division. Yep. I built their whole entire outside sales force. And it was funny when I left, there was about 80 um, telephone unit people. There was about 700 um, outside salespeople. And uh, you know, and we grew it fast in three years. And I had great people to work with. And I had great leadership with Charles Stubbs, Danny Deal, Neil Neil uh, Salvage. I mean, I'm fortunate. I've had a lot of great leaders and a lot of, I mean, Patrick Godoa, uh, probably one of the sharpest financial guys you'll ever meet in your life. I got to work with him every single day. Um, so, I mean, you know, you get to meet people that had the same goal of building this great organization. And I'm sad to see that's been disassembled, beat down. And um, obviously no one uses yellowpages.com anymore. I mean, not no one, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah, awesome. yeah. The Titanic. It, it, it changed. It changed. Yeah, it changed a lot. It's also here, so no one is. For, for us, it's a. Uh, it's it's uh, called Harold. Uh? You know, Harold. The uh, uh, um, and uh, it's also um, not really used anymore. Everyone is just typing in into Google and finds everything. So um, that's that's the thing. Um, on your website, you state, uh, "Get started winning online today." Yep. Cool slogan. Uh, what or how do you win online? Well, it's all relative, right? I tell people this. But for the most people, it's two things. I want more leads, better leads, right? At a lower cost when I'm paying now. Increase my ROI, right? Which we're going to do that 99% of the time for you, right? Yep. The other part is the e-commerce side. I want to sell my product. We're going to sell more product at a lower cost per acquisition for you. So that's really what winning is. And then there's also people that want just brand and build their brand and make their brand better, which is obviously going to bring more followers to them. They're going to bring more credibility to them and those type of things. So there's multiple ways to win online, but you have to have those KPIs from the beginning before you start any type of campaign. And yeah. that's where we separate yeah. ourselves. What's important to you? What's our KPIs? And are they realistic? If someone doesn't have the budget and they want to be The next Walmart. I mean, you know, this, you own an agency, you've been around. You, you, you think you're for sure. I want to be the next Facebook. What's my budget? Uh, budget? Uh, I don't know. What's it cost? Well, I never met a business person that didn't have a budget, right? So you're out. And people hate that I'm so rude about it. Well, after 20 some years of doing this now, and this has been my life, if I got to explain to you what budget should look like, we got problems. Yeah, that. <laughs> The funny thing is when when um my, my agency in the back um when when we build websites and ask the client um how should it look like? What were you like? Oh, it should look like Apple. Yeah, okay, great. Um and and when it's for a web shop, well, it should be like Amazon. So this is typical thing for uh let's say startups that that want to think big, which is great. But wrong expectation if there's no budget, actually. I um, call it, you know, you have beer pockets with champagne taste. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Right, and, absolutely. And so what we do now for a bigger site, we scope it out. But we charge yeah. you for the scope. Yeah. Right. Before I started my company, I did it. Now I found my time to spend all these hours and hours and hours and hours. I'm like, absolutely not. If you're serious about the project, you got to invest in scoping this out with somebody the right way. And anyone knows yeah. what they're doing, right? Logic isn't as logical as people think, right? You, you got to <laughs> write out the logic. You know, when I ask people, do you have the logic written out anywhere what you want? They're like, huh? what? Yeah, I don't like, what? <laughs> no. Well, you think these things just magically all work together, right? 
Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's have a bit the store owners listening to this podcast. Um, what are some of the mistakes you see in e-commerce? Well, when, when, when people store, if you own a store, right, and you actually and you're talking about you own a retail store, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not talking about a warehouse, drop shipping. Does it, does this it is something different. Drop shipping is drop shipping. You don't have that risk. You just pick the goods. You sit. It's something that people try. Yeah. The biggest mistake I see is this: for local store owners that sell online, they don't optimize their GMB. How yeah. would you not want to come back locally when someone's looking for the products you sell? Right. So, and the thing about local search, it's a lot easier to win at the national search. You know that, right? So, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. So they don't use their GMB. They don't use their reviews. Like everyone's using Trustpilot. And I like Trustpilot. I'm not saying it's not a good product. But you don't go get your own Facebook reviews. You don't get your own GMB reviews. You're not using a tool like Podium or one of these tools out there that lets you easily get reviews everywhere. So I think that's one problem. The other biggest problem I think they do, it's amazing to me, right? You walk into a store and you'll see it's beautiful. They pay attention to every single detail. But yet when they want to put 1,000 or 500 products or 10,000 products on their website, they say, yeah, the manufacturer will just give you the name and descriptions and the photos. And I'm like, guys, like, like, do you understand like what you're doing? Like, do you even under, like, why would I buy from you? What makes you special? Nothing to say about that. I, 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 know I, I like it. I like the same it. thing. I know you. When someone says that to you, I know you sit there and think like, like you just like come on, like you pay attention. To, like I, I, here's a true story. I was sitting with a guy in yeah. New Hope, right? And he had he, the guy was probably one of the best dressed, best looking men I've ever met. Fifty years old. I mean, the guy was just he was beautiful. I hate to say, it, beautiful. Paid attention to every detail in his store, every detail was laid out. When it came down to his site, he's like, just get their products from the manufacturers, name this I try to explain to him, say, I'm not worried about it. People want to buy it, they're gonna buy it, they're gonna buy it. Oh, wow. so, I said, so I said, why is this place beautiful? Why don't you make it a dump? I said, why do you look so good? What is that? Just look down. <laughs> but I'm like I'm a direct guy. Like this guy looked like 50 years old, he looked great. And he was dressed yeah. like, I mean, you I mean, everything was pressed. I think his shoes might have been pressed. Well, okay. Uh, Lance, client first approach. On your website, you state you grew from a startup to the industry leader because you work with client first approach. I do. What does that mean for you? Simple customer service. We're going to go out of our way for you. We're going to not talk down to you. The problem I have with the people in our space is um, I was dealing with a 500 server error today, right? And mm -hmm. the woman on the phone was a CFO and she's sitting there. And I'm like, why are you handling this? Like, if I want a balance sheet update, I'm coming to you. And the CEO was on the phone. It's a big manufacturer, a big company of uh, product equipment. I said, like, that's the problem, right? Like, But you have to tell them that, like, you can't do this, right? You actually said to them, if you want to be successful in the e-commerce world, this is a potential client of mine, right? They were old client, they're coming back. I said, you got to bring someone in-house at the size you are that understands this, right? Because if not, 
But we deal with so many small companies also. Probably about 70% of our business is small and very small companies, you know. Not, not the biggest companies in the world. They, they you know, they might have 20 trucks, 10 trucks, 30 trucks. You know, they might be a small e-commerce, um, you know. So we got to explain to them in detail and take our time with them. Because I say this to everybody. When I hire a lawyer, I expect you to explain to what me to what you're doing. If you won't want to take that time, I'm out. If I hire my accountant, they're going to explain to me why they're deferring revenue, right? You know, why? Why are we cash, not accrual? Having those conversations, we're going to explain it. You're not just going to talk down to me. We train that over and over again. Because you got to think about this. When people are handing you money for digital marketing, I'm not going to say all of them, but 90% of you, percent of them, are trusting you with their family, their lives, their kids' education, their, 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 their dreams are in your hands. And I take that seriously. I explain it to my staff. And most people don't do that. Like, it's a serious business when you're taking someone's money to make sure. So we have a customer service approach first. The 10% that don't care, and I say this to them all the time, if you don't care, why should we care? It's your business. Yeah, like, yeah, I get you're yeah. paying me, and I get that. But if you're not going to care and make our meetings and help us and talk and tell us what's going good or bad and, and get involved with growing your own organization, why would someone that doesn't work for you, you're not their kid, try and grow it for you, right? I mean, because all we are is just a marketing department inside your organization. You know that. You get that. What do you think is um, um, a, a good ad spend to start with uh, when you measure it on the uh, revenue of a, of, a, of, a, of a company? So when you say, okay, a, a store is making, let's say, 50K a month, what would you spend in, 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 in media buying to... Well, it depends what your margin is, right? So if your product is 40%, right, of it, yeah. or 30%, that's what most people are going to do. 30%, get. 40%, something like right? that. It's everything around that, yeah. So, so now you got cost of everything else that comes in the equation. Depends what you want to make, how fast you want to scale, right? If you're a pig and you want to keep all your money, you're probably not going to scale that fast. But I'm not going to tell you aggressive people that will put anywhere from 10 to 20 to 25% of their ad spend back into it, what they make. Because yeah. they want to see it keep growing and growing and going. Rolling. And service-based businesses, um, they should be anywhere between 8 and 10% of total revenue also. I mean, you yep. gotta, you got to want to grow. And some people, as you know this, um, we just had a $50 million company reach out to us. And the guy was super nice. They said they never spent a nickel on marketing. They've been around this fourth generation. Never been around there. Spent $50 million. They said, we spent 500 bucks on HubSpot a month, six grand a oh, year. Wow. <laughs> and the CEO is going crazy about the spend. Doesn't think it's worth it. And I was like, man, I was like, you are not the client for us. And the guy's like, what? I'm like, listen, I'm not being rude to you. If you're spending $500 a month with your marketing manager, and, and that's, well, that's what got this call to come about. The marketing manager spent five hundred dollars a month for the last four months on HubSpot. I was like, "You're not the company." Yeah, the, the the old, really old companies they they have already their their size. Everyone knows about them in the business in their niches where they are, and yeah, they don't need ads. Actually, yeah. they don't need it. And if they want to grow further or if they want to get younger or if they want to rebrand or something like that, yeah, then, of course, put some money into that. Um, but but why spend um, even that? And I, I know that such people, uh, if, if, yeah, digital goods are 
purchased and subscriptions go higher than a uh, $100 to $200, they're, oh, wow, what's that position? <laughs> I say to people all the time, either you're in or you're out, right? Yeah. There yeah. is no, like, like people say, well, I just want to test the waters. Listen, this isn't, you know, the ocean. You see if it's cold or not. Like, you got to yeah. jump in to make money and start swimming. And you might, and you're most likely are going to go underwater a few times. Like, right, because things are going to go wrong and things happen and life happens. But overall, if you're with a good agency, I say this to people. And you, you can have only it. know, you can only know if it works, if you try it. If you give it a try, if you really put some money into media, spend that. And of course, if an agency is um, in the background helping you, um, the risk is lower. The costs are higher, but the risk is lower because they really know what to do. Lance, um, how important is automation for you in the agency and for web, web shop owners, for e-commerce store owners? Huge, huge. I mean, why wouldn't you automate everything? Once you yeah. get somebody into the process, it should be automated. And you want to divert and take them to yours. Someone says, you know... I'm looking for my price ranges and, and, and the good sites always do it, right? Um, I got a low budget. They take them to the low budget products. Why would and I'm saying low budget mean like, you know, 25 to 50 bucks. Then all of a sudden high, you know, new. So you want to automate all those things. And once somebody's through the process, you want to automate it. I check out, they get an email confirmation. I mean, if someone leaves your site, you want automated retargeting. If someone abandons your shopping cart, you want automatic email sent to them, right? So all these things you can automate. And yes, it costs you money to set them up. But after they're set up, unless you change the automation, suddenly do they ever break. You know, I tell people this. Humans break. Technology doesn't. Yeah, it is 100% sure. Technology just runs. Of course, there can be bugs. Of course, there can be... Um, uh, crashing down something, but it's a temporary thing that is just not working at that time. But uh, you cannot make mistakes, actually. And uh, it's normally a human error that made that happen. Yeah, and I said all the time Typically. because it's my partner, he's so matter-of-fact, Scott, because I own an IT company, right? And, <laughs> you know, if you ever dealt with an IT guy, it's only black and white. There is no gray. Yeah. Like, this guy, like, this guy is not a sales guy. He's a great guy. I love him. But you do not want him on a sales call because it's so black and white. And the person will be like, this isn't working. And he'll be like, no, it is working. You're doing it wrong. And the person <laughs> just looks at him like, holy shit. Like, oh, I'm like, that's Scotty. Good. And he calls it end user error, right? And yeah. that's normally what it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, we are close to the end um, of this interview, Lance. Three quick wins um, for e-commerce store owners to get a boosting growth. Schema, number one. You got to have good schema. Most people use the same description and information as everyone else. Don't do that and change the images around, pay for it or pay dividends and make sure you have great reviews on your site. Do product reviews yourself. Do them on your site. You'd be surprised. And that goes for the service-based industries also. Review why you're a Ream deal. Review all these things. Review all your different products yourself and give your opinions on it. Okay, cool. Um, I can give you one story 
from a customer that we had. Um, he's selling wine online. And he even did uh, a small studio. Um, it's quite cheap. Uh, all Everything you need for a studio uh, in, 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 in those low uh, quality, but enough quality for websites. Um, and a, a, a green screen, um, the bottle of wine, and a camera. And all he did is run about two to three minute videos of 700 or 800 of his wines, opening the bottle and uh, picking a glass of wine, describe how it smells, drink, describe how it tastes. And all these reviews are online on the web store and this works. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but you can do it with nearly every product. Of and course, it makes with- more fun with wine. Of course, but have fun. And people think it's so serious. I'm like, you got to have some fun with it. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question for today. Um, who has taught you the most in e-commerce in your career? Who has probably taught me the most? Probably Bruce Clay. Okay. Why? What? <laughs> uh, I'm good friends with him. Uh, when I was younger. And I left AT&T. Uh, believe it or not, he was the biggest name at the time around. Um, and Brad Fallon, if you know who he is, he's, he's a big e-commerce guy. Uh, also yeah. him. Um, I reached out to Bruce. I'm still good friends with him today. Uh, I could ask him any questions about e-commerce. And then it just, you, you got to start learning the self-application more and more yourself. I mean, you just do. And you got to test and try things. But I would say probably Brad Fallon and Bruce Clay back when I started um, my own agency. 13 years ago. They were probably my two biggest e-commerce go-tos 13 years ago. Great. Great. Cool. Thank you so much. Lance, it was really a pleasure talking to you. Uh, some things, um, again, to repeat that, uh, customer-first approach. Yeah, And what I really like is don't do the same shit as the other dudes. Um, so make it different. Get reviews. Review the products yourself. Um, well, I would not say fake reviews. That's wrong. But review them yourself. You you are also a person. You use them as well. Be honest. So no fake reviews. Uh, we didn't mention that, but I think this is important to say because that's 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 yeah. Well, Maybe. if you sell somebody a bad product, they're going to ask you for the money back. Yeah. So be honest. They're going to say honest. you vouch for this. You vouch for this wine. It tastes yeah. like garbage. Only yeah. money back. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much. Was a great interview. Talk soon Thank and good luck. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. 